0: what's up obscuro knots it's time for obscurity oh. now you like that oh I don't know no. I' tell you uh, oh, I right. will we'll, tell you tomorrow We'll workshop it we'll workshop it um, <laughs> It was just unexpected Oh <laughs> well yeah I'm just keeping you on your toes uh, but uh, hello everyone uh, my name is Steve and with me is my co-host yeah and together we gaze into the abyss of obscure media and report to you on what's gazing back. Whether it be movies, TV, comics, you name it. If it's weird and almost forgotten, we're talking about it. Isn't that right, partner? That's right. Well, one day I think we're going to be talking about these weird intros. I'm loving them, though. <laughs> right. Should I apologize for scripting out the intro? I mean, I just no, 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 I just no, no, didn't want great. to forget anything, that's all. Oh, no, um, that was great. All right, cool. Uh, I'm glad you uh, are enjoying it. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, today we have... Uh, another battle episode for those of you who uh, were there for our, uh, our Battle of the '90s superhero animated cartoon shows, which was—can uh, you remember which ones they were? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wildcats. Yep, was that—that that was definitely one of
1: them. Sure. <laughs> uh, wow i I really can't even remember what the other two were.
0: Well, I already said one of them. You did. (laughs) (laughs) He had a late night streaming last night, ladies and gentlemen. I'm
1: over here like trying to set up the tweet, you know, to promote the show. But yeah, we watched Wildcats. Was it Young? No, it wasn't Youngblood.
0: (laughs) They never had a Saturday (laughs) morning cartoon. Here, I'll give you a hint.
1: Oh yeah, X Men. I mean, I know that. I'm trying to think of
0: the other, (laughs) the other two. Is that?
1: Ultra Boy! Yeah,
0: Yeah, you got it. Well, a very memorable episode for everyone involved, uh, especially <laughs> for you guys uh, listening. Uh, but um, this is a battle um, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ripoffs. Uh, so, uh, you, Hell, and I, uh, two uh, grown men, sat down <laughs> to watch. Allegedly, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> physically, I mean, you know, in the eyes of the law, two grown men. Um, we sat down to watch uh, Cowboys and Moo Mesa, and what else? Oh, oh
1: look at this. Uh, no, Cowboys and Moo Mesa, M- Mesa Biker Mice from Mars, mm. and um, Street Sharks.
0: Very good, yes. And we're gonna try to figure out uh, which of those TMNT ripoffs uh, is the best. Uh, but without further ado, we're gonna talk about some... Hot, hot, not cold, not warm. But hot, 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 hot uh yes, this is the section uh where we talk about just whatever news is going on uh in the world uh there it is and uh it was really a slow news week. Uh, hold on, let me just look at Google here. Uh, U.S. bombed another person. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't care about
1: it. another a person specifically. <laughs> yeah, an entire
0: person. Uh, but yeah, we don't need to talk about that. But what's there's something way more important that uh, mm. that the internet is all a buzz about, and that certainly isn't it. Nor that it's uh, that somebody added twenty additional minutes. To the '90s, well, I guess there's only one uh, right now, so I don't need to say '90s. But to the Super Mario Brothers uh, live action movie, uh, yeah, hell, do mm. you think that uh, someone should have added 20 minutes to this Super Mario Brothers <laughs> live action movie? You know, no, I, uh, I don't. But
1: I haven't seen those 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, something tells me that uh bob what's his name bob hoskins the guy that played mario
0: yes uh, very good
1: he, he's rolling in his grave oh. right now
0: <laughs> man that guy's <laughs> had quite the career from roger rabbit to uh mario brothers and i think there was one other one oh smee and hook i remember he did that yeah and uh, and he did pass away, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's long dead. Way to speak ill of the dead. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe he got
1: wind that these twenty minutes <laughs> were going to eventually be released,
0: and he's like, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, have you ever actually sat down and watched it? Oh sure.
1: Yeah. I've seen the Mario movie uh, a couple of times.
0: Because I've only really watched it uh, once, with like I think it might have been a Rift Tracks uh, version. Um, I think a lot of people sort of it's got that kind of cult following where it's like sort of this uh, picture of I guess, the time and like so ridiculous yeah. and like cocaine fueled, <laughs> at least as far <laughs> as the idea is concerned. Uh, um, and also it's got Dennis Hopper in it. How can we forget right. that? Um, like, so when you heard that they were adding uh, 20 minutes in, um, well, were you like slightly interested or were you like, man, someone really wasted their time with that oh one. definitely someone wasted their time I mean I, I read an article about it um it, it's hoping that
1: the article would like detail what was in it because I don't want to watch it
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you mean you don't want to so, do a uh MST 3k style commentary track that you know people could pay extra for on a band camp <laughs> with you well, and you me? Know, the thing is like
1: I actually I don't totally hate the movie because mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper uh oh, yeah. so like kind of hammy in oh, it oh yeah that it's like, man, it's it's hard to completely hate it, for me sure. at least, just because of that.
0: No, I agree with you uh, as far as that's concerned. And, I mean, I... Like, knowing who Bob Hoskins was because of Roger Rabbit, like, I mean, that's... Um, He's like right up there with Dennis Hobb. He's like one of the first actors that I found out the name of because I loved Roger Rabbit so much when I was younger. Um, Yeah. And boy, was my heart broken when I found out he was British. (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he's British? Yeah. Yeah. He's Bob Hoskins. Oh, now my heart's broken. (laughs) We're just breaking everyone's hearts here on Obscurity Now.
1: I actually, I don't know why, but for a long time I legitimately thought he was Italian. When I was a kid and yeah, sure. You know, that that's how good of a performance he put in.
0: Exactly. (sighs) (laughs) And now we get to see hopefully 20 more minutes of his brilliance in the Super Mario movie. Uh, I mean, Mm. I'm I think we might have to do. I mean, would you be willing to do an episode for it?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of like weird backstory stuff about the making of the movie. They were like apparently like drunk all the time while filming uh, Logosano (laughs) and Hoskins. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, there's actually a bunch of interesting stuff that we could go into on its history.
0: Okay, we'll uh, we'll talk about it uh, backstage uh, once we get uh, through this (laughs) drudgery. (laughs) Uh, All right, the only other hot topic is not that it's uh, Elijah Wood is going to be the main villain. And the toxic avenger remake yeah hell did you even know they were remaking the toxic avenger
1: i was completely unaware mm-hmm. uh I, I i get do you know who's producing because i mean i i i want to watch it but I, i'm afraid Steve, i'm afraid it won't be
0: good legendary okay
1: do you know who's directing or writing
0: uh i I saw the name, but I don't uh, recognize it, but let me just tell you who else. Okay. isn't in- So you must not know that one Peter Dinklage is involved.
1: Okay. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I can take or leave him. I mean, I'm not like, Oh, you don't like Peter
0: Dinklage. He's, he's, he's fine. I, I don't think he's like some amazing blowy actor. He's certainly not bad. I, but uh, I mean, I think he's a, uh, I mean, he was really the only like this, the best person in game of Thrones, basically. Um, but I mean I was aware of his work before that show of course. Um Of course, of course. Yeah. You're, you're
1: you're you're not just somebody that follows uh pop culture's fancy oh, of the week. You, you
0: got that right. I I stand up to those fancies. <laughs> <laughs> um those fancy pants. Um but uh like were you were you into like the original Toxic Avenger back in the day?
1: I mean I watched I, th- I think I watched it. The, mm-hmm. it was it, they had a TV show too, right? Yeah, cartoon. Not just a cartoon. It's one of those okay.
0: R-rated franchises that got made into a kid's uh, cartoon for some reason. So
1: I, I mean, I remember vaguely watching it. I want to say I also had a few comic books for the Toxic sure. Avengers. So, I mean, it was a very casual uh, Toxic Avenger, Avenger fan. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would like it now more as an adult.
0: Yeah, um, the original, so you've never seen the original movie?
1: No, I've, I've seen, like, parts of it, but I don't mm-hmm. think I've seen the whole thing. Yeah. But like, when
0: I saw it, I was just like, uh,
1: it was before I got into, like, kind of, like, I could appreciate like B movies and sure. uh, that kind of stuff. So I was just kind of wrote it off. Well,
0: I probably watched it at way too young of an age. Um, I remember it was the old um, mom took me and some other kid who was spending the night to the um, video store. Boy, those were the days. Um, and she was like... You can rent whatever you want as long as it's not uh, rated R. And the thing with the Toxic Avenger is that it was not rated. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, I didn't know anything (laughs) about it, but my friend, he's the one who spearheaded this initiative. And, uh, yeah, we uh, brought it home. And (laughs) I don't think mom was none too happy about that. (laughs) Uh, But I think I caught it later on, like, Cinemax or something. Um, But uh, I've actually met... Lloyd Kaufman, the director, uh, quite a few times. He was a fixture at many uh, like mega cons back in Florida, and I randomly ran into him at San outside of San Diego Comic Con. Um, fun guy, interesting guy, and I just wonder if he has anything to do with this new movie. Um, hopefully, he's at least an executive producer and can make some sweet, sweet cash. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, even if just you know, for, for like the movie studio to try to appease fans, they Mm -hmm. probably will have him on as a consultant or something. And I'm sure he'll get some cash thrown his way just so people aren't upset about it.
0: The weird thing though, is like, I mean, I, all right, it's obvious they're running out of things to remake. Um, I just don't see them going like the ultraviolet uh, (laughs) route that they went in the eight gross out route that they went in the eighties. But, um, I mean, it is legendary. I mean, you know, 300 came from there. I mean, that's pretty violent. Yeah, and,
1: and then again, I mean, you know, you seen like Deadpool's was very successful with its R rating. That's and,
0: true. That's very true. And, uh,
1: yes. you know, all the DC stuff is getting grittier and grittier. Oh, and not anymore. More they, they
0: backpedaled on that. <laughs>
1: oh, I thought the Snyder Cut was more. Uh, oh, yeah,
0: but that was just a, um, like, that was just a sort of, hey, look, we gave the fans what they wanted. Now yeah but it was
1: very successful and there was a lot of demand for it is what i'm saying but uh, i mean i think you're right though ultimately it probably won't be as
0: uh as uh, r-rated as adult mm-hmm. as the original yeah i guess there was uh man i guess i should have included this but here we'll just talk about it like they showed a picture of the of the dude in his new shazam costume for shazam 2 where are you at on shazam you hell Not into it. Didn't watch the first one. (laughs) Uh, Don't care. All right. Shazam is pretty lame, but Mm -hmm. that movie was surprisingly fun. Um, It had a real, like, sort of adventure kind of Goonies vibe going for it. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we even went and saw it. Um, But it happened. And, uh, yeah, it was okay. Uh, But anyway, uh, before we move on to our feature presentation... we uh forget to (laughs) remind people because like it's weird it's possible they could have just stumbled upon the podcast and not even realize that there's a whole world of visuals that we try to like paint for these people you hell so (laughs) yes if you're uh if you're listening we've got uh, uh awesome visuals to show you on youtube uh and twitch and and we're live as well but if you're not into live stuff always check out the youtube uh, video later and of course the links are in the description uh, of both the podcasts and the youtube and twitch versions there public service announcements okay so you ready you ready to do this you ready for the battle of the tmnt ripoffs? all right let's do it welcome to your feature presentation All right, I forgot to. There you are. <laughs> um, wow, you're you're just massive again.
1: Just leave me like that. Just it, <laughs> just a giant head. <laughs> oh, just zoom in only on my eyes and uh, that's uh, that's all people see.
0: Interesting um, cinematography. There, yeah. There you go. All right, now you're not so monstrous. <laughs> <laughs> you, I thought you were a street shark for a second there. Um, okay. All right. Uh, so we are here in uh, the Obscuratron uh, Theater. And first, we're going to bring up the, uh, we're, we're going to talk about the shows in the order in which they were released. And much like our uh, superhero shows, they were all released within one year of each other. Which uh, I find uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, let me just find my. Um... Oh, this part always gets dicey. Where did it go? Um. All right. Just put that up there for now. We have a nice uh, slideshow for all you people who are only listening. (laughs) You people, that's right. (laughs) Uh, There's a nice uh, slideshow showing various Cowboys of Moon Mesa uh, merchandise and whatnot. And so we're going to jump right in to the Cowboys of Moon Mesa. It was, uh, let's see, episode one is called... Hang 'em, bang 'em high, which is bang 'em high, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately titled. Uh, absolutely. Um, but it was a different time, I guess. Uh, let's see. So, uh, and also it ran from 1992 to 1994, and we got two seasons of this show. And this very first episode, unreasonable, mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, released um, September 12th, 1992. Uh, so before I read the synopsis, uh, you hell, what is your history (laughs) with, it's actually the wild west cowboys of Mumesa. What a fucking mouthful of a name. They really (laughs) wanted to let you know that it was a Western, like no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's like like
1: especially like the logo. Actually you have it up right now with like the cow print mm-hmm. and the word cow. <laughs> you have the cowboy hat. Then you've got like the horns. Like it's it's a bit much. But
0: um I have a yeah, I, I I have a theory. Like the guy who created this, his name is Ryan Brown, and the kids used to make fun of him in school and called him Ryan Brown cow. <laughs> and whenever he would come by they'd moo at him so he was turning a negative into a positive there you go anyway okay. your history you with think this is his revenge exactly on at least north america or wherever else this got exported to but please your history with the cowboys of moo mesa uh, this is going to be short because i mean i remember
1: the show uh i remember seeing commercials for it uh and i remember saying this is not for me as a child um and not watching it
0: yep uh how about you I remember, I think I called, I think I woke up early enough to catch a few episodes. And I was just, it was really confusing. I was like, why is a cow riding a horse? Um, Like, that's like, that sounds like, you know, something Rod Serling came up with, like, after he ran out of ideas (laughs) or something. Uh, But I was willing to, like, give it a shot. But it wasn't until they started shooting stars out of their guns i'm like guns don't shoot stars man they shoot bullets like even at a like yeah. as an 8 year old i was probably older than that when this came out but i was like i mean now i know why they were shooting stars but then i was like why are they shooting stars? That's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um
1: Well, and for you Steve, you're coming off you know, you're a child watching the uh Toxic Avenger and uh, RoboCop. So, so, yeah. And RoboCop. Exactly. So like, I was like, yeah, yeah they're like shoot um <laughs> sheriff uh the, like the deputy, I don't know, whatever the badge is, I guess. Yeah. Like the little sheriff star badge. Mm-hmm. Um, although that character's not a sheriff he's a marshal or
0: whatever <laughs> i was like why does it moo montana ever shoot anyone in the crotch i'm like come on all my heroes doing
1: <laughs> uh
0: okay so here's the uh synopsis and it's really not even the synopsis for the um episode because for whatever reason that wasn't on imdb this is just the synopsis for the show but here it is okay <clears throat> in the 1800s a mysterious comet hits the u.s southwest Transforming the local cattle and animals into their own version of the Old West called MUMESA. Complete with several lawmen dealing with bizarre outlaws. And uh, it was directed by Jeff Hall, Bill Knoll, Lynn Larson. And the writing credits include the aforementioned Ryan Brown. Uh, he was the creator and the series creator. I don't You think they would be one of the same. Well, I guess not. And then uh, the writer of the teleplay is Bob Carew. Um, Production companies are (laughs) Greengrass Productions and Gunther Wall Productions. And I'm not familiar with uh, with any of those. Um, Yeah. And uh, we actually do have a bit of a celebrity in the voice cast here. Um, Are you familiar with the work of one Jim Cummings? um i am familiar with the name yes i mean you know outside of the porn world of course why do they always have <laughs> porn sounding names or maybe that's just my disgusting mind i don't know but uh yes he was the voice of one Darkwing duck um Ah, okay yeah but he did the voice of uh dakota duke saddle sore scorpion and skull duggery um and then we-
1: <clears throat> there were a couple other uh celebrities uh in the cast uh I saw... I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: You probably already have him. Yeah, no, you're right. Go ahead. Uh, to, uh, I just want to know if we're talking about the same guy here, because I think we are. Uh, Tim Curry? Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Did you... Because it's weird. It's not um, marked here who he voiced. Do you know who he voiced? No, I
1: just saw his name in the uh, in the credits. I just like paused it to Yeah, to and see. I was listening for him, too,
0: mm-hmm. but I didn't really hear him. I think he was, like, a w- big surprise, one of the villains... Um the other people include uh Jeff Bennett is the cow Lorado kid. Wow, that was worse. Uh, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of cow puns throughout yeah, uh and, the episode. And also I'm so sick of hearing about the code of the west. <laughs> oh like...
1: my god. If you take a shot, every time they say code of the west during <laughs> this, you number one might enjoy the
0: episode. Right.
1: But number two, <laughs> uh
0: you may not survive. Right, right. Then we got uh, Jody Carlisle, additional voices. That Fraley was Marshall Moo Montana. And uh the, the Marshal who doesn't shoot anyone in the crotch with his stars and uh Russie Taylor, which uh is also credited as additional voices. That name sounds very familiar. Um mm-hmm. probably should have clicked on it, but maybe next time. <laughs> um <laughs> so I don't I think there's gonna be a time in the future where you're looking up Roosie Taylor. Yeah. Uh well I mean if we st- I mean, of course, there's no if, but assuming we stick with this show, it could happen. You never know. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's uh, start right from the beginning.
1: What? Oh, Steve, I- I'm sorry to cut you off, but there's one other celebrity voice that I think you might have missed. Okay. Um, he's not on the level of Tim Curry, or anything, but Joe Piscopo. What? Was li- comedian Joe Piscopo? He was listed. Uh, on the credits for like, like when I pause again, this is like I don't know if he if he's on IMDb, mm-hmm. but if you like pause the uh, the credits on the show, he's listed on the under the voices spokesman and, uh, for the Solaflex Joe Piscopo. Yeah, yeah, Joe Piscopo, <laughs> uh, quote unquote comedian uh, from the uh, '80s, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I guess he had to run through the '90s. But the thing, like i think most people should know joe pisco from if you're wondering who he is he was um actually wrote it here um it's on saturday night he was live in the out- yeah and he was in the outrageous okana did you ever see that
0: no what is that
1: it's a season two episode of star trek yes! Next Generation. Oh, he did it. he did it i'm
0: gonna make a graphic for every time you come up with a star trek connection uh so, yeah awesome well yeah. well played sir um, he he is a holodeck character that teaches data how to tell jokes <laughs> <laughs> well that's the best they could get on star trek come on uh i think yeah i don't know um what was i gonna say uh oh yeah there's actually there's a really fun b movie that was on prime for a while probably still is called uh dead heat um, in which Joe Piscopo plays a... Well, he's kind of like the supporting cop. I can't remember who the main one is, but um, there's they both... He gets... Joe Piscopo gets turned into a zombie. Or, or the other... Okay. His cop gets turned into a zombie. His friend... Partner gets turned into a zombie. And... Like, the makeup effects are really great. It's kind of like a little, like a hidden gem if you want to see some, like, good old-school, like, practical effects. And uh, But mm-hmm. anyway, I think we've talked enough about Joe Piscopo. Uh, yeah,
1: this is more Joe Piscopo talk that I wanted in my life <laughs> this year, but uh, here we are.
0: So, uh, <laughs> where where are you at on the? I don't know why I keep asking that, but where are you at on this theme song, you hell? Um, you know they they
1: tried uh really hard on it. I it, it was I guess well done. I
0: didn't I didn't care for it, but it definitely like sets like that wild West theme. Yes, like unlike some of the other shows that we're gonna talk about, like mm-hmm. the, I mean, I don't really care for country music, but when it starts out, it sounds great Uh, and that definitely fits with the theme. after a while, yeah. it kind of sort of grades <laughs> graded on my uh, nerves a bit. But it's a
1: little too long. Yes,
0: it is too long. And and not only that, after it ends and the episode starts, we're treated to the actual characters in the show singing their own theme song. And that's when I knew this show probably wasn't going to hold up for me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's also an idea and i was like oh my god do they i was afraid that they were, they were going to break out into song like every like segment or something mm-hmm. that that was going to be a thing which thankfully it wasn't but <laughs> yeah. this song at the opening also goes on
0: way longer than you would expect it to yeah absolutely and um and then we're treated all right so right off the bat you know they have to show that marshall Moo montana is uh you know the big law man in town? So he thwarts a bank robber, and at first I was yeah. like, "What the heck are those bank robbers?" And I was like, "Frogs!" And I was just like, "Did these guys get fired off of like Bucky O'Hare?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I mean, at least I yeah, got I to reference know, it's- Bucky O'Hare, but I mean, it's it's really racist, you know? The frogs are always the bad guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just really weird too, like. In the world of Mu Mesa, some animals are sentient, mm. but some of them aren't. Like the horses, right. like they're just stayed the same, I guess. Uh, <laughs>
0: it's so weird. And, yeah. and,
1: and, you know, with the music, another thing about the music in this show versus some of the other shows is the music here seemed like it was like at least like custom made for the episode, whereas like Biker Mice from Mars, a lot of it was like just generic. It seemed like uh, music, same. but... um.
0: I almost think the opposite. This to me felt like uh, stock Hanna Barbera music. And,
1: uh, so funny you say Hanna Barbera because I was thinking the way the music was used reminded me of Looney Tunes, where it would like coincide with like it was a lot of it was classical mm-hmm. in the throughout the episode yep. and it would coincide with like some like slapstick comedy
0: thing. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy in quotation marks. Uh, comedy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it fit in with the general overall lameness of everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I just try to think about, you know, the pitch meeting for this, uh, and it's like, okay, we're gonna try to like piggyback off the uh, success of the turtles, which had already been around, like, because that cartoon started in '89. And like okay so how are we gonna do it oh like kids you know they've always loved cowboys right that never gets old even though like i know me again i can't remember how old i was at the time but like i wasn't really into cowboys when that show i think i was already in like knee deep into like comics and stuff and didn't really have growing up
1: i didn't know a single kid
0: into cowboys growing up (laughs) right Well, you didn't grow up in South Carolina, you hell. (laughs) Which, I mean, you know, maybe when I was like six or two, yeah, on the the (laughs) playground or whatever, maybe there was like some sort of cowboys or Indians sort of stuff going on. But, you know, once you discover the turtles and the X-Men, why would you even want to be a cowboy at that
1: point? Well, like, cowboy, to me, like, as a kid, it always felt like something very old. And I don't mean, like, old as in, oh, it's from, you know, the 1800s, 1700s. I mean, like, old as in that's something that, like, kids in the 60s were into. Yeah, that's what. And we're not into it anymore. Yeah, like,
0: that's what my dad was into. Like, uh, yeah, I'm like, Dad, you're so lame. You don't know nothing about Wolverine or Snake Eyes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. so you're an idiot dad <laughs> yeah I'm, the, I'm gonna go and become a ninja see you later <laughs> um so yeah like the well, I, I will oh, go ahead well one
1: thing one thing i was gonna say though uh, about it being a tmnt ripoff man like that's that that had to be what they were going for but it because of the wild west setting to me, it actually feels a lot less like a TMNT ripoff than the other two. I was
0: gonna say that. I I almost after I got done watching all these, I almost felt like that maybe we should have possibly picked something else um, because, like, yeah, it's um this is definitely. I mean, it is a Wild West show come to life uh, with cows riding horses for some yeah. reason. Um they still do the animals with attitude
1: stuff though not not uh, yeah. as much as the other two but like they've got uh the blue cat. what was his name the guy like the muscle or whatever he's kind of got a bit of attitude
0: Colorado kid was that him? yeah um yeah I think so. like that was one of my uh you know how I am about characterization like I felt like there wasn't enough um to know about the sidekicks they just were they're just there um basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the only people I remember are Moo Montana and, uh, Miss Lily, <laughs> who's like every furry's yeah. like wet dream.
1: <laughs> so was she, dude, when she comes on, she's kind of dressed like a prostitute, typically dressed. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like they typically in any 1800s Western related prostitute garb you've ever mm. seen, she's wearing it, but she's a bartender. Yeah. However, there's this kid, Cody, <laughs> right. and we don't know who his parents is, and, but it's kind of implied like maybe she's his mom. Right, right. I, and there's no dad around. I don't know. Maybe. Ma- he's, like, he's a whorehouse kid. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> man.
0: This this just got dark. Um, yeah. Like she does she she's supposed to be like a. Is she a cow also? Or like. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's a, a cow. very attractive cow woman <laughs> oh well if you think so steve uh to someone i'm sure um uh, yeah i don't know you,
1: you did just say seconds ago that she was every furry's wet dream yeah. and now you're seeing that she's very attractive <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm 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 making some notes for my other podcast about you I'm gonna start soon <laughs> well i mean i was a mascot for a long long time you hell it, uh this is true changed me not for the better stephen Hunter cut, <laughs> uh, under the fur that's what i'm gonna call the oh uh, no <laughs> that's awful uh but, uh, hey, maybe people will watch it. Um, but, uh, but
1: what did you think about, so the main character, the main good guy, Marshall Montana, mm. he's like, a, he's a marshal. Mm. But then there's also a sheriff in town. And the sheriff is like kind of, he thinks that he's in, you know, in cahoots with the bad guy. Yeah,
0: he's the the typical crooked sheriff. Um, Like, so, I mean, I don't know, you know, the jurisdictions and everything, but... I think the marshal is supposed to be able to go for like from town to town to do things. Uh, that what that that's why like in those. But there's only
1: this one town,
0: right? I mean, I'm just talking about how things were like back then, historically oh, like speaking. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just uh, more bad guys for him to like contend with uh, more yeah. or less and yeah I mean in all of like it's it's cliches is what it is because like in in all those western movies it's always you know a stranger comes into town there's a crooked sheriff who's usually bought off by you know a crooked oil baron or I mean it was this guy an oil bit like uh, I can't even remember the uh the main bad guy's oh. name um but I mean he was basically well, a crooked businessman uh, more or less right so, um, so yeah, this is just all of the, um, the old Western cliches, uh, rolled into one. Um, but it's still, I mean, and I, even though I came to appreciate like those kind of movies like later on in life, like the pacing of this was just, it was just too slow and just kind of boring and dull. And even yeah. like, uh, Marshall Moo Montana, like, I, I mean, I guess he would be a good role model for like little kids, but his, like, delivery was slow. Like, he should have... If they went more over the top with it, then I could probably get behind it, but... Um, He's annoying. Yeah. He's always
1: giving these, like, moral, oh. like, little uh, snippets about, like, oh, if you get a big head, this will happen to oh, you. Oh, your you hat won't like, fit. His life lessons. Oh, yeah, see, that should have yeah. been
0: a different character, like... I mean he should have been um like learning those lessons himself uh and one of the sidekicks maybe should have been like a little bit older um kind of like how they did in biker mice from mars because you've got I, I mean i guess it was never implied that he was older but you've got the one biker mouse who has like the robotic limbs like he came mm-hmm. across as more of like a i guess a fatherly type wiser yeah exactly yeah. that's what i'm trying to say yes exactly uh, but uh, but instead, you know, you just have Marshall, Mou Montana, who always knows best. Um, but again, mm-hmm. like that's I guess that's a very like sort of John Wayne as character because he was always, you know, very cartoony. Like, I don't know if you've ever watched a John Wayne uh, like Western, but uh, they're pretty goofy uh, along yeah. the same lines as the Cowboys of Mou Mesa. So, you know, Marshall, Mou Montana is John Wayne. He's definitely not Clint Eastwood
1: you know uh marshall uh is also wearing leather chaps <laughs> he's wearing chaps made out of the skin of his own people
0: <laughs> oh man <laughs> i didn't even notice that oh that's so, so weird real weird uh, real weird yeah um let's see if there's anything else that we need to talk about here because i think um
1: i will say th- the mass bull character look cool
0: yeah the character designs are like fun and bright um I think the episode that I was watching, which I forgot to say, if, uh, spoilers. I mean, if, if you want to watch along or watch first before you watch this, all everything we're talking about is on YouTube uh, for free. So you have no excuse. Um, but I think uh, this particular one, at least for me the transfer wasn't very good i feel like maybe it was just a vhs tape that someone loaded up uh, so it looked yeah even worse it was like stretched right
1: mm-hmm. to like widescreen it looked even yeah that's what i saw yeah too. it looked yeah.
0: worse than the other ones um which didn't do it any favors uh but even like looking past the not so great animation like the the writing was i mean it wasn't funny it wasn't very action oriented and there was <laughs> wasn't enough 90s to <laughs> yeah uh, although I did think it was pretty interesting at
1: one point I think it was the uh, the robbers they like kidnapped Cody mm. or, or no no it wasn't the robbers it was the henchmen of uh, the mass pool anyways and they put him in a thing a machine that grinds thing which I thought like that was pretty like much darker than I thought it would go I mean obviously Cody doesn't get ground up into bits but right I was like, "Oh, I'm surprised they went there because everything else about it is very cartoonish. Yeah, it's Hanna Very like old school. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, anything else uh, to say about the Cowboys of Moo Mesa?
1: No, no, I'm <laughs> never gonna watch more of it. Uh, and, and you know, in all fairness, because I know there's fans of it, I saw them in the comments of this video, and uh, you know, we were only watching the first episode, so right,
0: maybe it gets better. <laughs> is what it you're gets- trying to say? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can't imagine it getting worse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, okay, so I need to make this go away. Just give me a moment. Uh, yes, please make the cowboys of Mesa <laughs> go away. Go away, cowboys. Go
1: I, I wonder if that's how the, the producers or the or whoever was buying it at the network at Fox Kids or wherever the song, he new guy comes in, he's like, Oh, I need to make this. Go away <laughs> <laughs> It's not good. Yeah. But you know, it must have been popular enough cuz like you said it had two seasons. They were actually you were showing like uh that they had video games. Um there were toys. Um looks like there was a move Mate side. I don't know if that was a happy meal thing. Yeah, they but, uh, they
0: went all in on on all these properties. Like they like every one of them has a video game, action figures, um Comic books, like they they got the treatment, and uh, this was the only one of the other franchises that we watched that did not get a third season, um, yeah. which I don't know I found interesting, and it was also the first one, so I don't know what that means. Hmm. Maybe maybe animation got easier to do a year later. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, anyway, uh, on to Biker Mice from Mars, um. Alright, um, what have we got here? As I said, it's uh, three seasons, ran from 1993 to 1996, um, and the first uh, episode is called Rock and Ride, and it aired September 18th, 1993. Yeah, hell, what is your history with Biker Mice from Mars? i think i might have watched a couple of these
1: growing up Mm -hmm. uh but not enough to like remember much about it but uh once i started watching it i like you know oh i remember these Mm -hmm. characters or whatever but uh that was pretty much it um i I was never really into i was always turned off by the idea that these were like tmnt ripoffs because even as a kid i was like it felt like a rip yeah
0: oh i mean i'll tell you straight up um I don't have really any nostalgia for any of these, and I'd never even, w- i have watched maybe an episode or two of Moo Mesa all the way through, but never a full episode of Biker Mice or Street Sharks. So this was uh, pretty interesting for me, <laughs> watching yeah. them as an adult. Uh, so uh, let's go to our synopsis here. Okay. <clears throat> After their planet Mars is taken by humanoid fish alien Plutarchians to plunder its resources, three warrior biker may, mice, Throttle, Modo, and Vinny escaped Chicago Earth. But Plutarchians mass as businessmen are already plundering it. Uh, this was uh, directed by Tom... Oh, this is a tough one. Tatter Norwich. <laughs> Sorry, Tom, if you're watching. <laughs> Uh, written by uh, Rick Unger uh, and Bob Forward. He's always moving the plot forward, so it's always good to work with him. And also written by uh, the the director, Tom Tartanoich, however you say it. And story editor uh, was Bob Forward. Um, And production companies include Britwood Television Funnies, Marvel Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stan Lee is actually accredited as one of the producers. Uh, New World Family Filmworks and Worldwide Sports Entertainment. Um, and there is a few, at least one, um, quote unquote celebrity, at least in the voiceover world. Uh, do you know which one it is?
1: I do not. All
0: right, I'll just go ahead and read the uh, the cast here. Brad Garrett was a grease pit. Oh. He's the um the the white mouse. Uh Dorian Harewood is Moto. He's the one with the uh robotic um uh, limbs. Rob Paulson is Throttle. Rob Paulson. Do you know Rob Paulson? <laughs> he's he's the voice of uh Yakko and uh Raphael and later went to be the voice of Donatello. Uh, in oh, the CGI okay. one, so yeah, everyone. Interesting. He's the he's a darling of the voiceover community. Um, Interesting. Jess Harnell was Exterminator. Uh, here we go. Ian Zeering was Venny. Nice. Uh, I was just gonna say there's a few, there's a there's a few 90210 people in here. Mm-hmm. Really weird. Yes, and uh, Lisa Miller McGee was uh, Charlie. Uh, Neil Ross was Plutarchian General, and. Oh, yeah, we got William Morgan Shepard was Lawrence Limburger, that's the villain, and Susan Silo was Dr. Carbuncle. Um, um,
1: It looks like there's actually, throughout the series, there's quite a few other celebrities that pop in for a few episodes. Malcolm McDowell. Oh, sweet. Um, Mark Hamill did four episodes. Nice. So, dude, this is really weird. Okay, there are four people, Ian Ziering, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. Jason Priestley, Luke Perry, Brian Austin Green, they were all from 902-1-0. Beverly Hills 90210, yeah. and they are all in this. <laughs> um, so that's weird. And and there's one character named Four mm-hmm. Uh There's only one episode,
0: but that's voiced by Michael Dorn, who you may know as Warf <laughs> yes. from Star Trek, <laughs> The Next Generation. Yeah, she did it again. Man, I'm so mad I didn't have time to make that, uh, that graphic. but uh, and, uh, yeah. and Jim Cummings uh, looks like he's does a few episodes, too. There you go. Darkwing Duck himself. Ricky Rackbit is in an
1: episode. Tori Spelling. Okay, I got to stop reading wow. this. David Warner is in this. David Warner was in a two-part episode of TNG, uh, the one with the infamous meme of There Are Four
0: Lights. I'm done looking at (laughs) this. I mean, is there anybody else? I mean, the people need to know. Uh, Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, (laughs) (laughs) his corpse is animated into one of the episodes. Oh my goodness! Uh, What about? um, But yeah, uh, quite a few celebrities. uh, Who else in this one? Any seven of nine in there? (laughs) Anyway. uh now, yeah well i see another guy that was a guest star in several episodes of
1: star trek 2 and several series. but I'm, I'm done mentioning him but uh yeah william morgan
0: shepherd he was he was in a bunch of stuff all right now. well if we have time after we're done with all of the cartoons then you can read off all the star trek alum who were, who were forced into voice acting because bonus, star trek the ruined their just... uh their careers uh i don't mean that but uh All right. So, um, what, where are you at on the theme song for Biker Mice from Mars? Um,
1: oh, one thing I do want to mention, uh, is looks like there were, uh, there was a comment here, um, from Stry. Hey, Stry. I wonder if there is like a high quality archive of 90s cartoon. Uh, probably like Tubi, I think, has some, right? Yeah, and, uh, none of
0: these were on Tubi or Amazon Prime because that's where I usually go first. Um, yeah, same here. I mean, sometimes stuff pops up on archive.org, but I have a hard time yeah. navigating that uh, for some reason. Everyone does. Um, So although I will <laughs> be navigating it to watch uh, the extra 20 minutes, well, the full version of... Uh, Mario and Luigi cause or <laughs> Super Mario Brothers because that's where the Super movie is. Yeah. Um but um yeah well Yeah uh, this show I I I definitely liked it a lot more than Cowboys oh, and yeah, Mesa. Me too. Um uh, I'll actually go out yeah. on a limb and say that I kinda loved it. Um and I'll tell you okay. why. Um and it's because all right it took it took me a while to realize okay well, my history of Biker Mice from Mars, thank you for asking. <laughs> well, I already told you there, is, <laughs> there isn't any. But uh, much like yourself, <laughs> I saw, um, you know, I would see this these TMNT clones coming out. And I was like, man, that's, uh-huh. that looks lame. Like, who would even want to be a mouse anyway? Um, like, that's like <laughs> the one thing out of these three properties. Like, you know, if you're an eight-year-old and you're playing like make-believe on the park, uh, you know, people want to be sharks and dinosaurs. Nobody wants to be a mouse or a cow. Um, so (laughs) yeah, I mean, if you're like into like marketing and trying to come up with like cool stuff for, you know, eight year olds to be like, the last thing on the list would be a cow or a mouse. But, uh, (laughs) but that's, uh, as I made my way through this episode, um, it just, it dawned on me that this, is like a parody it's a joke it's over the top on purpose it's starship troopers basically in the world of 90s like uh animation and that's why i liked it like when i first uh and okay the the theme song was awesome uh to start with um like lots of (laughs) metal and guitar uh going on like i forgot there's no lyrics right it's just guitar right yeah, I think I think it's just like a bunch of loud, fast, like guitar. I mean, do you really uh, need anything else? <laughs> yeah, apparently not. Biker mice from Mars. Just a guy yelling <laughs> that occasionally. Uh, we'll remix it later. Um, so yeah, like it already put me in a pretty uh, good mood, and uh, so they get into space, and like already I'm you know trying to pick it apart. I'm like, why are they like mimicking American style bikers? You know what marketing genius would pick like bikers for their you know 90s cartoon because you know uh you know maybe kids think that bikers are trash i mean not trash but are cool <laughs> but their but their parents i'm sure you know they're not you know the the american biker is not like looked upon as some sort of like you know noble superhero that's going to do the right, right thing
1: especially especially then now i you know i you know you not so much but back then it was kind of like oh bikers are like bad
0: guys right so yeah you know? now it's a lot you know it's like do that's their hobby that they do on the weekend or whatever um but uh but yeah and then there was a few lines that like got sort of like started pulling me towards the other side that started making me think that maybe this is a joke like uh when the guy was like their their ship is getting attacked and i can't remember which one it is but he's like imminent destruction what a rush (laughs) like like, that's the most 90s line you could possibly say and i'm like hmm maybe there's more to this biker mice and then and i'll uh, i'll turn it over to you here in a second and then in order to defend their ship they have to open the door and one of the biker mice has to shoot a large gun through the door at the (laughs) ship it's like their ship doesn't already have weaponry, their ship have yeah. No guns. onboard <laughs> weapons, but no, that's not the case. he hell. The biker mice from Mars are just so badass that not even the vacuum of space <laughs> can suck them out of their ship, they just stand there shooting. But it, doesn't it suck the gun though? Doesn't it, it sucks like the gun out of his hand? I think, well, but like somehow he's yeah, exactly still. So, yeah, so that's when I basically realized I was like, okay, they're not gonna explain anything they're going to keep, they're just going to keep extreming their way through the, uh, the episode. Um, yeah. and there was also, they made a lot of like pop culture references and jokes. And I yeah. was like, Oh, this is Deadpool. Like, this is, uh, like did Paul Verrovin direct this? Cause like, it's, <laughs> it's it's like tugging at my starship troopers, like heartstrings. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I think it took a little bit longer for me to get completely on board, but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh,
1: yeah. I'm with you cuz at first it starts off and you're like in the space thing where they're being being chased by the plutarchians it kind of like ah oh, this is weird mm. it doesn't make sense what are the rules of what's this universe what's a plutarchian right? <laughs> it's from pluto like... <laughs> really weird I guess yeah. um but then like it starts like as it as as it progresses it gets more and more ridiculous mm-hmm. and like when I really realized when I when I first suspected that this was on purpose is they get to Earth, and they're, like, at a baseball stadium, <laughs> and somebody is uh, trying to, like, rob one of the oh, concession stand so pe- people. <laughs> and the person that's trying to rob them is doing so with a crowbar. And I'm like, how did this—why per- do they have a crowbar <laughs> inside the baseball stadium? Like, it's a really weird weapon choice, mm-hmm. and they save them or whatever. And by the way, this human has no problem with like a mouse, a giant humanoid mouse. Oh, uh, oh, you
0: skipped over one detail. And that is when the biker mice first land in the stadium, they are cheered by everyone yes. there. Everyone was happy to see him. I'm just like, that's so <laughs> perfect. Like, <laughs> And then...
1: Uh, I I I don't I don't want to like uh I'll do the short version but their bikes uh, one of their bikes gets broken so looking for a repair shop mm. and the when they go to this repair shop they save a lady that runs the repair mm. shop that owns it uh, I and believe like, her name she's... is uh, not April O'Neill. Right. Yeah. definitely not April <laughs> her name is May O'Steel <laughs> uh <laughs> But uh, she also kind of doesn't react too weird about them being mice, although mm-hmm. she does ask them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I was saved by gerbils, and she starts asking them what they are. Right. But then the guy replies, what were you expecting? What are the mice says? What were you expecting? Turtles?
0: Yeah, oh, man. That, yeah,
1: for sure. Um, and 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 then one of the other ones even says something like, yeah, uh, like they start talking about what they are. We're mice. And yeah, look at us. We, we even have like your typical basic buff bods. <laughs> Like as it, right. Like as the the kind of buff bodies you'd expect on a '90s cartoon. So I thought that that was really funny. They're so
0: self aware, it's awesome. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, and then like uh the radio uh, DJ that's like in the background. At one point, the radio DJ says that they're going to play Guns N' Roses, and I was like, "What?" They're named. At first, I was surprised that they name dropped Guns N' Roses, mm. but then when the song comes on, it's like just like. You know, 80s metal hair metal. And then they have like a guy just mimicking Axel Rose going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like he just like makes a few like sounds that are indistinguishable. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's the Guns of Roses song. So awesome. I thought that, that was pretty funny. Oh,
0: absolutely. Um, yeah. Like um, Rob uh, Paulson is, uh, which one did he do again? Let me see. But he's a uh, throttle, which is the one who always wears sunglasses who I guess is the leader, but he's doing his best, like Clint Eastwood impression. And I love it. Um, Mm -hmm. Or Solid Snake or Snake Pliskin, You know, they're all pretty much cut from the same ilk, uh, if you will. Uh, And he's got another great line at the beginning where he's like, all you need in life is the three B's, like you bros uh brains and you're on your bikes Bikes. and then they drive out into (laughs) into space and and land um it's so good but yeah you you talk about how they parodied um guns and Road. like this is i mean this almost it's also very looney tune because they used to uh and i guess animaniacs because they used to you know parody things that are of the time and i mean Mm -hmm. this uh, was around in you know ninety three and what was like the biggest movie I, I think the year before or maybe it was nineteen ninety was like Terminator two whatever year Terminator two came out and who shows up but the ex Terminator <laughs> who's basically a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger like uh, impersonation uh, at the very end, um like the robot had like a spiky haircut kind of like Arnold oh, did yeah. in the movie yeah yeah but uh, but we're um been over too much like when they, they really won me over you said they were at the um, in the uh, the place where they were fixing their bikes with I think her name is Charlie right? The repair shop. Yeah. Um, yeah I think so that sounds right. And they had some really snappy dialogue um, in that uh, you know just talking about their like backstory and stuff and, mm-hmm. and that's what you want like in all these uh, you know superhero movies and stuff and not just people sitting around and soliloquying like they did in wildcats and stuff um and it was just i was like i was just amazed i was like wow someone actually put some like thought and like humor into into writing this script uh so mm-hmm. i think there was probably where it uh where it really um uh, sort of won me over um
1: yeah and they established um you know that these plutarchians are like really bad news by talking about how i don't remember all the mice's name but like one of them they say literally that he had half his face ripped off and that's like the words that they use and he's the one wearing like the half kano mask kind of a deal <laughs> another guy another one lost his arm they say like he he gave his arm you know in the fight yeah you know? their backstory is like, pretty awesome um yeah so you know it starts so like you know like okay well these plutarchians like i i love that because like you've been they don't explain it right away. What, why he's wearing like half metal face Why the other guy's got like a bionic arm. Right. And then when they tell you why it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. You know? Some
0: serious stuff. Um, but for... it's a,
1: it's a great job of like making the audience wonder about it. And then you give them the answer and the answer helps to serve the overall story and do some world building.
0: Absolutely. Sorry, I... And, uh, and you get a sense of the, the characters of all three biker mice. I mean, you've got, uh, Uh, Throttle slash Rob Paulson is the leader and then um, Moto is uh, like the the slightly wiser one and Grease Pit is always hitting on Charlie which is really kind of bizarre since he's an alien mouse from Mars who's apparently attracted to a human woman but hey don't ask questions just go with it (laughs) (laughs) whatever the opposite of a furry is he's there you go there you go um man i think that uh like i would say that and we didn't really touch on the villains and Moomesa either but the plutarchians are kind of want like it's not the greatest like the 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 biker mice themselves are designed pretty awesome but uh their villains are just sort of kind of generic i would say i -hmm. mean they there's the one guy who looks exactly, I wrote his name down here somewhere. He looks exactly like Big Boss from Mr. Limburger. How could I forget that name? Mm-hmm. He looks exactly like Big Boss from Cops Fighting Crime in the Future Time. Do you remember that yeah. show?
1: Yeah. yeah, I do remember
0: that show. And then, of course, they you know, they take off his like mask and reveal that he's a Plutarchian. Uh, it's also very 90s of the fact that you know, they represent, you know, corporations uh, plundering the uh, the earth. But, uh, you know, that's just a good satire, I guess. Um, I wonder if they ever made fun of Captain Planet while they were at it. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> right. It, w- it wouldn't surprise me like this this show. I mean, I probably wouldn't
1: sit there and binge it personally, but maybe okay, I might occasionally like if I got 20 minutes to kill, throw it on or oh, something. Definitely.
0: Abs- yeah, I'd like to try to track down some of those comics that have been uh, popping up on our uh, uh, photo montage here. I love that black and white drawing of them. Whoever did that, yeah. Um, so, by the way,
1: I do want to point out. Stadium Arts uh, said that the opposite of a furry is an anthro.
0: <laughs> wow, <Well>, you learn <laughs> something new every day. Um, there, there had to be. I neither had to be a term for it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So basically, just to just to finish up the episode, um, not terminator shows up the ex terminator uh there's a scene where they drive their bikes up a skyscraper which (laughs) it's just the best so ridiculous um and of course
1: and the plutarchians they're they're there to do the same thing they did on mars they want to take they're they're buying land on earth which is funny that they're buying it but they're buying it uh and then they want to like take it with them i guess
0: no that's uh i mean it's great because you basically have Bikers versus the corporation, which I mean, that's you know a story that's been going on since the, the dot, the invention of the motorcycle. <laughs> the dawn of time. The dawn. <laughs> the dawn, of, dawn time. of the motorcycle, I guess. Yes. Uh, yeah. For some reason, they look like mice. Um. But uh, yes. uh, And of course, like Charlie gets kidnapped. Um. I think Miss Lily also get kidnapped in the fur in in Moo Mesa. Uh, No, it wasn't Miss Lily. It was the it was the kid, the kid, the kid, Cody. Yeah. So someone has to get kidnapped uh, in order to make these first episodes work. Um, By
1: the way, Charlie fixes their bike, the mm -hmm. one with the problem. But then she's like, I also added some upgrades and the upgrade is a fucking missile launcher. Does she just have missiles and, like, missile launcher parts laying around her, her mechanic shop?
0: Very weird. I love uh, I love that, though. Like, they say there were no strong female role models, like, before the new <laughs> Star Wars or whatever. But, I mean, look no further than Charlie. I mean, she's adding missiles <laughs> to, to bikes over here. Uh, but um, let's see. Uh, I think. And, yeah, so the Exterminator shows up. And, of course, they uh, they defeat him. Quite quickly. I mean, I guess that was supposed to be a joke. He drives his motorcycle at the biker mice and they just sort of move out of the way. And he drives it up a ramp into (laughs) uh, liquid metal. Just and I'm pretty sure he even says I'll be back right at the very. Yeah, Yeah, he says I wrote it down. He says so.
1: He says, uh, "I'll be back," uh, and then he like falls into like that vat of metal. He also says, hasta la vista, rodents." Right.
0: Uh, All the classics. But yeah, he's. I yeah, mean, yeah. If you didn't have an Arnold impression in your uh, in your repertoire, like you were not a comedian back then. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, anything else to add about uh, one biker mice from Mars? No, it was.
1: Pretty fun uh, the Plutarchians are kind of like uh, they're pretty lame mm-hmm. uh, as villains go I will say yes. but maybe that gets it wouldn't surprise me though If they're better developed as the series goes on just based on the strength of everything else sure. on the episode in the episode I will say, i my problem and you know, it's a, it's a kid's cartoon so I, I do have to keep that in mind, but I'm not a fan of like when a villain has like the ability to do something amazing and but then the reason why they're doing something evil should be well beyond their means so what i mean by that is they've mastered interstellar travel but can't make soil or have to go to like planets where there's already people there to get the soil. you know what i mean like but i mean that's a really small nitpick it's a kid's show right it's Uh, like
0: almost like people who were like uh you know why didn't thanos just snap the entire world away Uh, or why didn't he just wish for like infinite resources for everyone or something like that i get what you're saying yeah um yeah uh all in all like great tone like great writing i mean i would like to watch uh some more in the future and uh, see where it goes uh okay so next up oh whoops i went too far we have the street sharks Uh, just give me a moment here while i bring up oh that's not good uh you (laughs) there we go well, you embarrassed me for the last time, OBS. It just, says,
1: um, it just sounds like something very serious happened. Oh, that's that's not good. Well, it, it's covering the chat, by the way. Yeah, there you go.
0: Um, you already moved. Yes, this. yes, I did. Uh, okay, so we got Street Sharks again. It lasted three seasons, 1994 to '96. Uh, first episode aired September 7th, 1994. Yeah, hell, what is your history with Street Sharks?
1: Uh, much like Biker Mice from Mars caught it a little bit here and there. I, I don't think I ever watched a full episode as a kid, though, but I but I do remember catching little bits and pieces of it. But that, that's pretty much it for me. What about you? Yeah,
0: I don't remember ever actually sitting through an episode. I think one of my brothers actually had one and I thought the toy was uh, pretty cool. Uh, it was actually the same with. I, how could I forget uh, one of my brother younger brothers got a, a biker mice from Mars for like his birthday or something. And that was probably the, the most uh, experience I'd had with biker mice at that point. But uh, yeah, same with street sharks, never watched an episode. This was my uh, first time. I mean, I, I saw that video of Vin Diesel trying to sell them. That was kind of funny. Um, did, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here is the synopsis. <clears throat> Doctor, I think it's funny that his last name is Bolton. I mean, it should be. I wish it was Michael Bolton, but anyway. (laughs) Dr. Robert Bolton had invented a gene-slamming device for peaceful uses until his colleagues, Dr. Luther Paradigm, uses it for his evil purposes. When Dr. Bolton tries to intervene, he ends up gene-slammed into an unseen, inhuman creature during the struggle and escapes. While in search of their father, John, Clint, Robert, and Coop are mutated into humanoid sharks by the evil Dr. Paradigm. While adapting to their new looks, the four brothers must avoid being seen and go to college. No, that's not it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a gene slamming... What, what is the peaceful use of a
1: gene slamming device?
0: Oh, yeah, well, you know, you can like... um. I don't know. You can. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like the. <laughs> that sounds like the beginning of eugenics, which uh, I found it right? um, kind of, I guess, unsettling that Doctor Paradigm had a, uh, a German accent. So I mean, I I can only assume that his like dad escaped during World War II from Germany, probably during <laughs> Project Paperclip, which is a real thing. Look it up. And um, but uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, so. Uh all right the hmm for some reason I don't have the director uh I can only assume that there wasn't one writing credits are Martha Moron. remember her Yeah I said, <laughs> dude, I, saw, <laughs> I thought I saw her
1: name and I said Moron. oh Moran oh okay
0: <laughs> Yep uh and then we've got story editor was Phil Harn- Harnage Harnagey uh, adapted for television by Phil Harnegie uh, and adapted for television by Martha Moron created by David Siegel. Um, now as for our cast list here, I don't believe we have any standouts but I you know please feel free to uh, correct me. I'll just go ahead and uh, read them. Uh, we've got Rob Baker doing voice. <laughs> John Michael Lee doing Dr. Luther Paradigm, who's definitely not a Nazi. Uh, <laughs> Terry Burner was Slash. Laura Marr was Additional Voices. Pam Carter was Lena Mack. Andrew Reynolds was Bobby Bolton. Streaks. And Matt Hill was Clint Bolton, a.k.a. Jab. Lee Tokar, John Bolton, a.k.a. Ripster. Uh, Jim Hoggett was Benz. Uh, Jerry W. Wall was additional voices. Then there's another additional voices. Tony Wyke was Guy in the Sky. Uh, Dr. Kevin Williams was Coop Bolton. Big Slamu and the Slobster. (laughs) And and that's going to do it for, for the Street Sharks. What did you think about the theme to the Street Sharks?
1: It was so, uh, th- let me read my note to you. <laughs> the theme song was so unmemorable that I don't even remember watching it.
0: It was uh, so lame. I'm sorry. Continue. Or did, did uh, wh- wh- wh-
1: One thing I did want to mention, though, about the the cast, there's no Star Trek people. Don't worry. Aww. But uh, the guy that does the voice of Streaks, mm-hmm. uh, he is in- invincible. Really? Uh, he does the voice of William Clockwell.
0: Oh, nice! Oh, good. So, good ad there, bro. <laughs> we have, we yeah. have to start talking like the street sharks, bro. Yeah, bro. Radical. Ooh, hey. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
1: um, the theme song.
0: Yeah, man. Not not good. Okay. It, it. They could have gone so many different ways. They could have gone like the extreme sort of biker mice uh, version. Uh, they could have done like a surf theme. Instead, they went Mm -hmm. for Roadhouse Blues, which again (laughs) is like something that my dad would have listened to like uh, on like the 70s station as he drove me home from soccer or something like that. Uh, so that was an odd choice. Although I did think the, the voice was kind of funny when it was just like, they bad street sharks, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was kind of funny. <laughs> it was just the actual composition of the song was just, pff, I mean, why would you choose roadhouse blues for the street sharks? Yeah. I, I don't, don't get it understand. either. Um, so actually it, uh, the episode starts out with some, uh, soliloquy if I'm, uh, of, the uh the street sharks uh boys basically creating the the gene slamming which that's such an odd term like it's not a real scientific term but it's yeah. like science meets like surfer talk or something. It's like Gene Slamming to the extreme. <laughs> like Yeah, it was weird. I, I actually wish that they would have just kept
1: using made up terms because occasionally they would use real scientific terms, mm-hmm. but they would use them completely inaccurately. And... I don't like the idea of kids watching this and like like at one point he talks about using a particle accelerator Mm. uh, Using some particle acceleration on the DNA what no (laughs) You're not gonna put DNA in a particle accelerator, Mm. you know, like that doesn't make sense. So I don't like the idea of like Misinforming kids that way like I think that that was really weird and I can't remember last time I saw like a cartoon that's so blatantly used actual scientific terms so incorrectly.
0: Well, like, all right, here's my, I guess sort of theory on that. All right. We've got basically three different genres of um of like shows here. All right. We got Western with Moon Mesa. We've got uh I don't know over the top, I don't know, satire almost on a level of like Starship Troopers or the Naked Gun with uh Biker Mice mm-hmm. from Mars. Or you could just say it's like over-the-top action, basically. And here, we've got a B-movie creature feature that most of it is pretty serious. Um, Like, there's not a lot of um, sort of levity until they become the street sharks. Uh, And so you've got this serious plot that involves cloning and genetics and stuff that, I mean, they, you know, really sat down and tried to, like, figure it out. I mean, they, of course, as you said, they just, in classic B-movie fashion, they just threw around a bunch of, like, very scientific-sounding terms, uh, not knowing that one day, you know, two (laughs) adult males were going (laughs) to sit down and watch it. Uh, But we did, and so here we go. Um, But, yeah, it was just, it was very, I guess, tonally, it was just weird because, uh, yeah, you've got that serious um, genetic mad scientist stuff and then the street sharks Mm -hmm. show up and they're like jossum i'm gonna you know (laughs) radical to the extreme they they had more catchphrases than maul did in that one wildcats episode (laughs) Um, so it's almost yeah you're right so it's almost like they're like the biker mice in their sort of over-the-topness sandwiched in to this uh serious sort of mm-hmm. b science sci-fi movie um which i just i found very very odd that's all um yeah and like you said the, the the main bad guy i
1: mean he's talking about perfecting making the perfect humans and that kind of stuff which you know like you were saying definitely not a nazi <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and uh it's also funny because there was a mad scientist and biker mice from mars and him, he had an accent too but i don't think it was german though um no, no it was like just some just weird yeah, weird random hodgepodge of an accident exactly. yeah Which is how it should be um i mean right. again unless you're trying to get serious I, I really wonder how much research they they put into their uh their g- genetics um or their <laughs> eugenics however you want to look at it <laughs> um let's see i thought the cold open was uh was good i mean basically just showed you, um, what, you know, basically the catalyst for the, the street sharks universe, his, um, you know, his, their dad wants to make, uh, use their, (laughs) the gene slamming for good stuff. But, uh, you know, Nazi doctor, uh, has other ideas and then he uh, disappears the, the dad. So, uh, I mean, we see him like possibly mutate into something, but they never showed it right it was just like a silhouette right right we just see a shadow yeah, yeah. A silhouette of a shadow. so that's good i mean they at least have a <laughs> they have a overall goal to like drive them through the series of them looking for their for their dad which um you know i mean it's not like the most original thing ever but at least it's something um yeah and uh and then we get to the street sharks themselves like um and uh, this is when the. I thought they were trying to do some characterization at first, like, because th- they all sort of, you know, they showed them all in different environments. Like, one guy was a football player, one guy was sleeping, um, one guy was uh, working construction or something like that, or maybe playing a different mm-hmm. sport. <laughs> but then. Their modes of transportation to get to the meeting spot that they were supposed to go were all like extreme sports or something. Uh, yeah. And so, and then when they inevitably skip ahead a little bit, and then when they become the street sharks, they all pretty much act and sound the same. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, how, like, it was weird the way this, uh, like, I found this in a, a playlist basically, and the f- first episode. It like bleeds directly into the, like the next two or three i mean street sharks is like a saga it's a soap opera man <laughs> how, mi- how much did you watch i'm just curious i mean you only needed to watch the first one but
1: yeah i mean i just watched the the first one uh, yeah. but uh is it- you know it, it was
0: but you know it ends on a cliffhanger yeah 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 which uh, i thought was cool yep that's why i sort of let it play uh, in the background while i typed up my notes um but, uh, yeah, so anyway, they um, – in order to, to round up the brothers, the uh, – what's the name of the um, the scientist that's helping them out? Um, I, don't I don't remember, remember his it. name at all. Oh, no, her.
1: <laughs> Lore- oh, I thought you were talking about the guy that, like, uh, ends up, like, going to get them once they've turned into sharks. Cause, but you're right. There's, like, a lady that's, like, a scientist yeah, at the university. Yeah, she, that's who you're talking about. Yeah, she about.
0: picks up the phone to call and, and tell them that they're um, – their dad is missing or hasn't shown up for a while Um, but I think she's intercepted by, uh, by the doctor and he tells them to meet at some like abandoned lab or something <laughs> or not even yeah, at
1: some like warehouse in like 15
0: minutes and the, too and they were totally okay with it it's like yeah we're
1: going to go meet her dad let's use In a- fact one of them like the first one that gets the call he's going to call the other brothers and he tells them
0: it's a race
1: right right like
0: right. these guys are so eager to compete <laughs> like they're just we drop whatever they're doing they have to show how extreme and how much tood like these brothers have like that way they you know it's they earn becoming the street sharks I guess I don't know yes they um, may
1: have some daddy issues uh going on they they're like so uh desperate to uh yeah yeah for to, sure. to, to you know please him
0: right and they're like these guys are I don't know they look like they're you know in their early 20s maybe 18 19 and they were yeah they just wanted to hang out with dad so bad <laughs> um yeah it, it was weird because um like obviously
1: they're not all the same age. Right. Mm-hmm. And like one of them even calls each other younger, or older, but they right. all look like they're yeah. about the same age. And they're age. all like really weird. jacked.
0: Like they've been working out their entire life. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's funny. Two of them have uh, sleeveless shirts. Uh, cause they, you know, cause why not? Cause they've, you know, right. You gotta right, show right. off. Uh, they've been working out this whole time. Um, so they show up and, and yeah, they're the, the gene slamming machine is actually pretty like much like you said with uh Moo Mesa, like it's pretty intense. Like you got that uh like I don't know exactly what age group they were going for with street sharks. I imagine maybe eight to thirteen, but you know, you get that needle. Like some people are freaking terrified of needles. Uh mm-hmm. you know, they, they never show the needle actually going in. They just usually cut to a silhouette or something like that. But you know, it's just a—it's a very like typical mad scientist's machine, um, and I'm glad they didn't pull their punches on that at least. <laughs>
1: yeah, I. Yeah, that was good. At least um, I was surprised that they like implied that they were like dead at first. Uh, oh yeah. Um, so that that was kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, like, I feel like this show out of the. All, all of the ones that we watched was the most blatant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ripoff.
0: Yeah, it's, um, right. It's, it's all, it's almost so hard to compare all of them. All right. Cause obviously we decided to Mesa was really its own thing. And, uh, biker mice were a parody on purpose over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one, I mean, it's, Four brothers, uh, as as were the the turtles, basically. Right. But, I mean, at least they got it right with, uh, I guess, with the animal. But the problem with the street sharks is when they talk, it just looks horrific. It's like, I don't know. It's just this giant mouth with, like, teeth in it. And it just yeah, feels so yeah. creepy. Like, they make great toys. Like, they look... And, and all the creatures in here look awesome, and this is a uh, my candidate for like best villains, like that weird um, crab guy and uh, mm-hmm. the other one. They're basically the designs are cool. They're basically bebop and rock steady. Like they look uh, jawsome, should I say? <laughs> yeah. But like you said, they're basically bebop and rock steady. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're so, right again.
1: There's just a lot of comparisons. Sure,
0: and it wasn't um, wasn't funny like the way Biker Mice was. Um, the plot, as I said, was like super serious, but then when the, um, you'd think that the street sharks themselves would be a little bit more concerned with finding their dad because whenever an action scene comes, they're just having the time of their life. Like, yeah, just,
1: hey, or that you think they'd be concerned with, Oh my God, I'm a shark. How do I,
0: Oh, they were t- not be yeah, a shark? totally okay. Well, you know, when they, when they finally confronted, um, Uh, I guess Dr. Piranha that's his name Um, uh, or paradigm first then he becomes Dr. Piranha when they finally confront him they're like you need to change this back dude so I mean it was Mm -hmm. on one of their minds at least but uh, but yeah they really seem to enjoy being sharks that could burrow through cement. Yeah,
1: by the way, I do have to point out something really funny. When we first meet the brother that's the football player, Mm -hmm. you know, before he gets turned to a shark, when he gets the call to come meet down, you know, at the warehouse in 15 minutes or wherever, he's at football practice and he's like runs, like leaves or he's like running, doing a play. He accidentally hits the field goal post Mm -hmm. and knocks it out of the ground. I remember that, yes. (laughs) my God, the strength of this man, he doesn't need to be a shark. Yeah, like yeah, what the hell? That's, that's like literally like superhuman superhero strength. I mean, he just like lightly tapped it and it just sort of went.
0: Poof. <laughs> well, so, I mean, Hey, these, these brothers are extreme, man. They just, yeah, yeah you're right. They, don't, <laughs> they are, they don't, you're right. They don't even need to be street sharks other than to sell toys to kids, I guess. Cause otherwise you would just yeah. be random, Football or random extreme sports dude um but uh let's see what else we got here like it's weird like oh, uh, oh, i'm sorry continue
1: the one thing i did want to point out was uh i don't know if you noticed the reoccurring theme about and maybe it gets touched on or expanded on in later shows since obviously this is gonna be like kind of more serialized mm-hmm. show uh the morning or the traffic radio dj is always talking about how polluted it is
0: uh, of course uh, we But he's always, it <laughs> he's always making jokes about it too.
1: He's always making jokes about it too. It's just like uh, at one point he's flying by the university he goes, "Oh, the university gets a failing grade for their air quality." <laughs> yuck yuck yuck. <laughs> and they show all the smog and stuff. So I don't know, I thought that, that was kind of interesting that they kept like bringing up how polluted everything is.
0: Yeah. It's weird. Um, yeah, there was that time in the nineties when just everything was about like saving the earth. (laughs) You think, uh, think media like popular media will ever swing back that way again. Uh,
1: you know, we could probably, uh, use it in in, in about 20 years. We'll probably be wishing that they would have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good answer. It's a really good answer. Um, yeah, there was, uh, so what do you think of, so I guess they've got like sort of a their April O'Neil is basically uh, this Polly Shore ripoff named Benz. What What did you think of Benz?
1: Every moment he was <laughs> on screen or talking was torture. It
0: really was. It was so bad, much like the real Polly Shore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, at that point, I re- would have rather have had like an April O'Neil or a Charlie, um, or even a Miss Lily. <laughs> not really (laughs) um but yeah oh one thing like they that this had that the biker mice did not have is that at least the bystanders were afraid of the street sharks like everyone went nuts when they saw them because because yeah i this is a this is a creature feature and that's what they should be doing it's It's like Jaws meets, I don't know, Jurassic Park or something like that uh, because of all the gene stuff, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, so people should be afraid. I know if I saw, yeah, if I saw half man, half shark in real life, I would, uh, I would go the other way. I would. (laughs) Um, I agree. So, yeah, at least that was good.
1: And um, it was cool that it ended on that cliffhanger where like it looks like the army shows up.
0: mm, Yeah. Yeah. much like the I, the cliffhanger for uh, for X Men, the X Men pilot, almost. Mm, uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I definitely won't say that I I don't that I hated it. I I enjoyed it, and it wasn't like aside from Ben's, it, it wasn't annoying. Um, but they it didn't have the writing that a Biker Mice from Mars had, um, especially in the dialogue department and didn't really want i mean all right so i did watch a little bit ahead after the um the first episode ended but i doubt i'm gonna be going back and watching uh anymore yeah it just um it
1: seemed like it was trying to tread that line between comedy and serious drama and biker mice from mars was able to do it and Street charts wasn't like if,
0: if it would have been better if it was just all serious. Right. Uh, another thing that nobody seems to think of that, I guess I wrote down here is um, would being a shark out on land actually be an advantage in any way? <laughs>
1: I, I don't know I, I i don't i can't see how i guess they still have uh they still have like hands though yeah right? but i
0: mean they couldn't even they couldn't fit into like a standard car they couldn't even walk through a door like <laughs> the, the the problem with their design which again i'm sure i mean it makes for great toys but like if you compare their design to like the dc character uh king shark um like they're so top heavy like I'm surprised mm-hmm. when they try to run, they don't just fall forward. It'll I mean, again, over, yeah. we're talking about an animated kids show here, but, you know, that's that, they, that's what we do here. We pick things apart. Yeah, yeah. Their head makes them look like they, like, skipped leg day, even though their legs are also monstrous. <laughs> 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 that's true. And, I mean, like, in King Shark, who I guess is going to be in the new Suicide Squad movie, I mean, he's at least, uh, what's the word I'm uh, looking for here, uh, where everything is, like, proportionate that's what i'm looking for mm-hmm. except for he just he's got a shark's head um, but at least it doesn't look like he's going to fall forward if he tries to walk or run yeah um i wonder how the toys uh, were as far as like if they tipped over easily or i remember them being pretty sturdy uh, i mean they look great in these pictures here uh yeah it looks like in the pictures they always have them kind of like this with their kind of like heads back
1: right. or up so right. whereas in the comic and the drawings and in the cartoons, like, and I guess just to be more action, you know, oriented, <laughs> they, their poses are always like, they're kind of, you know, look like they're doing something.
0: Yeah. Another problem. And I mean, I'm sure uh, it's like, how could they ever fit into a vehicle? Like, I, I mean, I, I realized that the toy world has pretty much phased out vehicles for action figures and stuff, but I just uh, wonder if they ever tried to have a, cause there was, there was something, I think that maybe the uh, the scientists drove that I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah, that's obviously a um, a via a toy vehicle right there that they were probably going to try to sell. But uh, I mean, how could you get all four straight sharks into anything like they would have it would have to be like a convertible or something? Um, yeah yeah um but or maybe they can borrow some bikes from the mice uh no that, there you go i'm sure yeah i mean in one of these pictures here that's going to float up in a minute it does show one of them on a uh motorcycle and that's a pretty fun uh, image a half man half shark riding like a harley davidson or something i could see that being <laughs> a, a tattoo on many a douchebag in the gym um sure but uh wow so anything else left to say about the street sharks
1: I don't I don't think so I think we pretty much covered it
0: all right so we've got our like best ofs here and then at the end we're gonna decide uh wh- once and for all which of these shows was the best so you can finally close the book on which TMNT ripoff is the best so all right d- this one's hard did you even have a favorite character for the Cowboys of Moo Mesa <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah i guess the the bull bad guy the masked bull
0: oh yeah that was a cool design at least yeah. um I but only because of his design right? no, no other reason because sure.
1: he still was pretty like thin as far as the writing went yeah
0: well i, I like the sidekick that just kept going like yep nope like that was kind of <laughs> kind of humorous um and okay uh best uh character from the biker mice from mars um,
1: I don't, you know, I really liked all the mice pretty much. Like, I yeah. probably about the same, um, which is good, right? Like, I didn't dislike them, any of them. They 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 were all likable. Um, so yeah, just them in general, I guess. Right.
0: Of course, I got to go with throttle because Rob pa- Paulson imitating Cleaning Squid just cracks me up. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, best, uh, str- Best Street Shark, best character from Street Sharks, dude. Like once they turn into sharks, I I didn't even know who was who anymore. Sure, the Street Sharks, they're all our favorite. Oh, why not?
1: Yeah, yeah, I didn't. know no, I mean, like I, it's hard to have a favorite character when you don't know who's who. They all became just, just like you said earlier. They all kind of talk, start talking alike. Yeah, uh,
0: just say, uh, what was his name? Rips or Ripper? The Ripster. That's his, Yeah, Ripster. That's my favorite. Yeah, sure. Or Big Slamu, just because that's a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. This one's kind of dumb, but whatever. We're probably never going to talk about these things again. So we'll just go for it. All right. Best April ripoff between Miss Lily, Charlie, or Ben's. <laughs> It's like, it's not even a question, Charlie. For me, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think we already answered this anyway, but uh, well, or, or maybe it's not so clear for you. Um, best villain out of the three shows, uh,
1: I hmm. I, I, you know, I, I guess the evil Nazi, I guess.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the one that was actually terrifying. I mean, he had a metal right. patch over his eye. I mean, most people just yeah. go with cloth or leather. This guy had <laughs> metal over his missing eye. Um, I mean, I, I mean, he was probably the most terrifying. I mean, because, you know, Germans usually are. Here's the problem. The
1: Plutarchians, like when we first are told about them mm-hmm. by the biker mice from Mars, they sound very ominous, very threatening. Very th- you hear about, you know, this guy lost his arm, blah, blah. But then once we see them and meet them, they're defeated very easily. They're kind of goofy. Right. So
0: eh, yeah. they kind of fall flat for people. sure. Sure. Um, I mean, my choice would be, uh, the lobster guy from street sharks. Like, I just think he looked awesome. Um, fair enough. Uh, um the uh, best written of these three shows uh biker mice from ours agree uh best theme um
1: i i i, I mean i don't know that's a little tough i guess biker mice
0: yeah i mean I it is what it's supposed to be and it's just yeah uh, i mean and that uh style of theme song Sort of fits the genres of music that Mm -hmm. I like anyway. Uh, And I'm sure you too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't think any of the themes are going to get like stuck in anyone's. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like, you can't like go up to a guy with a guitar and be like, play the Biker Mice from Mars theme. He's going to be like, (laughs) what? Um, But you can actually. Give you the finger and and be like, no, they made fun of (laughs) Axel. But you could actually sing Cowboys and Moo Mesa or Street Sharks, but those songs are those songs are not good Um, yeah but uh, yeah Biker Mice from Mars Um, okay out of these three um, which one would you want to watch more of yeah Biker Mice sure sure. same here and uh, who deserves a feature film be it animated or otherwise out of all of these
1: (laughs) not cowboys of fucking movies uh, uh, (laughs) so horrifying yeah like a Street Sharks one could be kind of yeah. cool, depending if on how their designed, mm. the character designs are. Mm. Whereas I think the Biker Mice from Mars, probably the material
0: would be better, but right. the,
1: I worry how like humanoid mice would be done in twenty twenty
0: one on screen. True, very well. None of these are coming back anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I think Biker Mice from Mars would be cool just because the material like
1: would lend itself to like if they wanted, because you know everything everything now has to be dark and gritty right, right. And, but it kind
0: of lends itself to that a little bit more than I'd the other I'd ones. watch Zack Snyder's Biker Mice from Mars that'd be <laughs> and uh yeah Street Sharks that would all like yeah Biker Mice could be like a good trilogy street sharks would be like a good uh one-off like if they could balance like the seriousness and the humor a little bit better i think it would really have a chance especially if it's like a nice like sort of bright cgi film i think it could Mm -hmm. really really work uh guillermo del toro to direct i think (laughs) That's be, uh, that'd be awesome it's gonna be a long wait well he you know he <laughs> loves creature stuff so that would be the guy to get um that's or true. peter jackson either one of those could uh, knock it out of the park all right so this is an obvious um uh answer here but uh what was your uh the, what was the best overall
1: I mean, I, I gotta go with
0: biker mice from Mars, uh, by far. What about you? Oh, of course, biker mice from Mars, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um,
1: which I was surprised about. I, I for some reason, I thought I, I wasn't expecting to like any of them at all. Yeah, same here. Uh, Street Sharks wasn't that bad. No. Uh, I don't know if I'd watch more of it, uh, although, like, with the cliffhanger ending, I was kind of like, I did kind of want to see what happened mm-hmm. so. You
0: know. Yeah, if you can find the one that's in the playlist and just sort of like let it play in the background, it's uh, it's not bad. <laughs> uh, look, there's another glowing review for you. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, or it's not measured pause bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like if they could bring any of them back at least as a like in comic book form. Well, not Mesa, I'm not going to read that. But uh, but the yeah. other ones I would. Uh, I would read the comic version of. They, they, they can bring back the Cowboys of
1: Moo Mesa in tract
0: form, like those Christian tracts oh, like
1: four pages Chick long. tracts,
0: oh my uh, gosh. Uh,
1: yeah, that's about as, as much as
0: I'd be <laughs> willing to read. Instead <laughs> of the code of the West, it's the code of the Bible. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me just quote to you Corinthians twenty seven forty three. <laughs> like, Moo, 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 moo. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah and i think we can as i said we can close the book the winner is biker mice from mars and now world peace can commence um so let's see i think we've been going for a while here all right we'll just do the project report and call it what on earth have you been working on it's time for project report All right, you yeah, hell. How's the video coming along? It's uh, like I like. I feel <laughs> like I've been saying for a month. It's almost done. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about but, uh, maybe we should do this every other show. But uh, but I was on a podcast promoting our podcast so other people could check it out. Um, it's called the uh, Cheap Seat Reviews, and it is a movie podcast with. Three dudes, and we watched, uh, it's actually, well, I suggested it. They usually stick to more mainstream fare, but I found this awesome movie called uh, Thunder Road on Prime. uh, And it's this awesome movie about this guy who basically just, he's a cop and he has like a meltdown, but it's a hilarious meltdown. Um, he's like trying to be nice and is incredibly mean at the same time. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, you, Sounds interesting at you'd least. You'd like it. It's like a really good character study, like the kind of movie that hardly ever even gets made anymore. Um, mm. But uh, but yeah, like Cheap Seat Reviews, is, they've been around for a long time. They helped us get a lot of Twitter uh, followers. So I'll put their, the link in the description if you would like to check them out. And, um, I mean, other than that, nice. I'm still working on my comic. Uh, I think I'm switching artists. One, one of these days, I'm going to have some art to show and then it'll be really (laughs) cool. Um, but, uh, but other than that, I think that's going to do it for Obscurity Now. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Yeah. Hell. Uh,
1: no, don't watch Cowboys of Moomesa. Yeah. It's uh, Even if you watched it as a kid, it is not as good as you remember. And you will wonder how you could have been such a dumb little child
0: <laughs> if you enjoyed it. So if yeah. you love
1: yourself, don't watch it.
0: Yeah, there was a guy who he commented on my uh, Facebook that he 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 loved the first two replying or talking about. Mumesa and I think Biker Mice and I was just like, are you are you sure about that? Mm, well, I hope you blocked him. <laughs> oh, I did. It's, uh, not not before I sent him a very angry letter and uh, good, good. but also told him to listen and watch, uh, which you should too. Listen uh, if you are listening. Make sure you come and watch someday where two very attractive uh, so elderly men. <laughs> statesman statesman yes 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 Uh, but uh, anyway um, remember it's not obscurity soon it's obscurity now and we'll see you next time You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and broadcast to Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes. And take notice of our various social media links, if that's what you're into. I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, as we continue to discuss more obscure media, only on Obscurity, Obscurity Now. now.